This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It falls to Ely on the volley! What a finish! Gotti Kinda has struck! It falls to Polito and he puts it in! To Johnny Russell, first time shot! And Johnny Russell has a hat trick! The Sporting KC Show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer with only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Michelob Ultra. Find your fit. Now your host, Nate Buchanan. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer Sports Radio 810 WHB. Wherever you get your podcast, wherever you stream your content, we appreciate you joining us for the first time of this 2021 season, which is just around the corner. A little delayed start for the MLS season this year. Usually by the time we get to April, we're in full swing but the season is just around the corner. My name is Nate Bucati. We are presented by Michelob Ultra. Sporting KC's uh, show is sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer with only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Michelob Ultra, find your fit. Joined as always by Allie Trost and Carter Augustine. Allie, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, I got a little nostalgic thinking about this time last year and how much things changed so drastically uh, for our show. And of course, you know, we're just on the on the lesser end of the spectrum here for people in MLS affected. Uh, but just to see everything that transpired from this time last year to where we are now. And while the season is delayed, very, very glad to see uh, MLS soccer back in action for a full slate of games. Just so pumped for this season and looking to get out to Children's Mercy Park. Uh, the weather these early days of this week have me uh, in full-blown soccer mode. So I'm excited and I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing good. What about you, Carter? Yeah, doing great. You know, um, I, like Ali, I'm, I'm excited for a full scheduled release that came out. Uh, looks like, you know, you know, fingers crossed and, and, I'm, you know, cautiously, but hopefully optimistic about improving conditions everywhere. And, um, you know, hopefully that continues. And, uh, you know, it does seem that this season will be a lot better uh, just overall. So a lot to be excited about. And hopefully uh, the players around the league didn't put on the hibernation weight that I have in the, in the offseason <laughs> since our last show. Um, so hopefully those guys. Yeah, Michelob, I need to find my fit. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I think we're all in the same boat there. I'm certainly yeah. not in any position to cast any stones. But Peter Vermees says that every single player on the Sporting KC roster showed up in shape and ready to go, which hasn't usually been the case. So fortunately, Carter, it looks like the guys took a different offseason regimen than the three of us did. So, <laughs> which is good because it's more important that they're fit than we are. Um, it is funny that you say that, Allie, because I, I kind of I came down to my basement office here and got everything set up and ready and realized, like, I haven't done one of these Zooms in a few months now, I don't think, at least not for a, a show. And it kind of hits you like we just we just kind of came up with this idea on the fly last year. And then we came into this season like it worked really well. Why not stick with it? Because we can do it on video. We can do it on TV. We can have the players join us face-to-face -face virtually, uh, which speaking of, our guest today on the show is going to be Jean-Luc Abusio, which is a really exciting uh, thing. He had the big goal in Sporting Kansas City's 1-0 victory on Saturday that hopefully you watched on SportingKC.com. And obviously the big news of asking for that responsibility of wearing the number 10 
jersey this year. So that's coming up on the show in just a little bit. But guys, since this is the first show of the season, uh, it's been another busy offseason for Sporting KC. And there have been a litany of changes. We're not going to run through every single move that the Sporting Kansas City made in the offseason. But I thought maybe we could each talk about one that we're most interested in seeing as it plays out on the field in 2021. So, Ali, I'll start with you. What move did Sporting KC move this offseason that really has you most interested? Well, that back line, I mean, that was a really big question mark going into the offseason, the departure of Matt Beasler. Where was Sporting going to go to find um, his, maybe not his replacement necessarily because he did, you know, fall out of favor towards the end of the season. We didn't see him play as much, but still his presence on that back line and his veteran leadership uh, was something that was going to leave quite the gap. They go in and get center back Nicholas Ismarat Marin. Uh, Izzy, is that is that the nickname that I'm Easy, hearing? Right. Easy. Easy. So, uh, so sporting fans, you don't have to worry about having a mouthful of trying to say his full name every time. Izzy will, will get the job done, but they bring him in. And, and really what's unique in that too is that Andre Fontas is, is finally back to full health after a really horrible, I mean, just slew of injuries dealing with some Achilles. But I mean, when you really look at this center back position, Andrew Fontas got some games in last season and, and even scored a goal, but he's going to be kind of a new player that's been in the system for a while. Pair that with a second year of Roberto Puncic and then the addition of Izzy. And this looks like a really exciting center back room. You know, this is a player, uh, Izzy at least, that, you know, has said he wants to be challenged here in Kansas City. He brings a lot of um, experience from some of Europe's best, you know, leagues and teams. So he's going to be a, a really veteran type player who can come in and, you know, wants to learn, wants to challenge himself. And for me, he said a couple of key things that I think really stood up, stood out about what he'll bring to this back line that were missing last season. You know, he's his spatial awareness. We saw this back line kind of get caught, uh, you know, stagnant or you know got caught off the counter and, and we saw that in the Minnesota United game so maybe someone who brings that spatial awareness can cover a lot of ground but either way this this back line went from looking like they didn't have a whole lot of depth to now looking like they've got a considerable amount of it so really looking forward to seeing how the back line as a whole kind of comes together in 2021 and, and what Izzy can bring uh, to that center back position that was lacking in a lot of areas but now looks like uh, there's going to be maybe some good competition back there so I'm excited to see that. For sure. What about you, Carter? Yeah, I agree, Elliot. And how quickly can can he adapt to this new league, this new mm -hmm. team? That'll be critical to Sporting Casey's success, I think. Um, another guy that, that I'm interested in is the other Frenchman they brought in, Remy Walter. Had to train my mind not to say Remy Martin every time. I, I don't even. You're I don't not drinking that, by the I, way. I don't drink that, so I don't know why it's a mental block, but it is. Maybe it's all the Jay Z songs I listened to growing up, but <laughs> uh, it's it's Remy Walter. Um, very nice guy. Had the chance to to meet him when he first got in, in Kansas City. Um, and, you know, he's still learning uh, English, uh, but he is still kind of funny. <laughs> and so I think that's a, uh, that was a, a pretty cool moment for him to, to come in and still be cracking jokes um, in a language that he doesn't quite understand. You know, he's not quite there yet, um, but hopefully he, it translates on the field for him some young legs in midfield, just 25 years old. So, you know, entering the prime of his career, you would think uh, he, he represented France at pretty much every single youth level. So, you know, this is a guy that's, that's had quality throughout his career. Um, and, and just with EC, uh, he's been in some top leagues over in Europe. And so to bring him over in the prime of his career, uh, by all accounts, you know, he's got a wand of a left foot. 
um, talking to Tim Melia, and, and he was really talking about his ability to take the ball under pressure, um, which obviously in this sporting KC midfield is so important. Um, and he, he says he's a great release valve and he's fitting in very well. We heard Peter Vermees say he could play several positions in midfield as well. So maybe the versatility will be very big for sporting this season. Um, but, but, you know, so far we saw in that game against LA Galaxy was him, Ilya, and Busio. Uh, and, and so um, I'm excited to see what he brings to the midfield. And I, I think maybe just the, the young the in the prime legs will be a, a really big asset for sporting if he can hit the ground running as well. What about you, Nick? Yeah, so the other real major moves were all academy kids getting signed as homegrown players. And I know that's not that doesn't count as one little move. But for me, I think it's going to be really um, a really significant thing to watch this year in terms of which teams can get real production out of some of their homegrowns through the course of the season. They're cramming a lot of games into a relatively short window again, and we're going to talk about the schedule later on in the show, but late in the season, there's going to be a lot of midweek games, and we know what that's like when you have to have uh, some squad depth, and you're going to have to count on some guys. Players get hurt, things like that, and so you know, look, you have your high-priced players, but then you also have these homegrowns you've invested a lot in, and which teams can get some real production in those games that they need. Sporting got a lot of that last year in some of the games that they had to win, and so I'm excited to see that overall. And the one guy that I, I would maybe that, that I'm most intrigued by, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Carter, as the guy that, that, that watched him more than anybody doing all the, the play-by-play for the SKC2 games, is Wilson Harris. Now, I know he isn't technically an off-season acquisition because they signed him at the end of last season, but didn't really get to play any. And he's getting a lot of playing time down in Arizona or has been in preseason. This kid has scored everywhere he plays. And he's scored again this preseason almost every time he's had the opportunity. And we've talked about it, but to me, it's there's nothing flashy there. There's nothing that jumps off the page at you except for the most important thing in the game, which is putting the ball in the back of the net. And he just seems to have that knack for it. So I'm fascinated to see, does it translate from USL to preseason? It translated now from preseason to the regular season. If, and when he gets some chances, you know, is that, is that skill that he just seems to have an act for still going to be there? It's a great question. And yeah, you're, you're right. He's a really intriguing one because of, He's just a fox. In the, I mean, we just fox in the box. He reminds me a little mm -hmm. bit of Chicharito and the fact that, like, you know, at his best, in between this, the goalposts in the 18-yard box, if that thing gets to him, he's going to put it on frame and usually in a place that makes it really difficult for the goalkeeper. So, I agree. I've always been impressed by him. We hear Jacob Peterson talk about his movement is really, really great, and that's and that's what makes him the player that he is. Is his movement is incredible, and he usually does a good job of occupying the two center backs. Um, he almost scored again uh, in that game mm -hmm. against the Galaxy a couple times, and there were kind of little half chances that you don't – you know, not a lot of players would be on the end on, but he he's on the end of those. Um, so I agree with you. I'm, I'm intrigued, and, and you never know with this season. Um, Alan Polito could be seeing some substantial time with Mexico. You know, there's a the, the Gold Cup this summer, which we're not quite sure what – uh, both the teams will be, you know, both the bigger teams will be doing USA and Mexico with the Gold Cup. It might be, a, you know, a different roster. But then in September, there's a triple match window for World Cup qualifying. So, you, you know, you would expect 
uh, the, 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 the top roster to be going away to that one. So Polito can miss some time. And, and what happens if he does miss some time? Uh, maybe Wilson Harris will be, will be fighting for some minutes in there. I'm with you. He's, he's an intriguing prospect. All right, so that's at the top of our list. Go ahead, Allie. Anything else before we take a break? Say, we talked with him, I think it was after that hat trick, and I was really impressed with just his mentality and his confidence. It was just like this calm confidence that he had, and I feel like that's kind of what you need uh, as a striker and especially as someone who could, like you said, be getting a lot more minutes in place of Alan Polito. He seems, at least in, in, again, a short press conference, to be ready for that challenge and really, you know, accepting of what that responsibility could hold. So I'm with you. I'm really excited to see how that translates. And by the way, uh, Sporting announced another homegrown acquisition on Monday when they announced that 19-year-old center back Kaveh Rad uh, has signed as a homegrown player as well. And he's a center back. He played in this game on Saturday. He was signaled out or singled out by Peter Vermees. Um, last week, kind of unprompted, he was asked if, uh, if there was anybody that kind of been a pleasant surprise in camp. And he said Kaveh Rad has been one of the guys that's really impressed him the most. All right, so here's Peter Vermees and Kaveh Rad from a news conference from earlier today after the news that Rad had been signed to a first-team contract with Sporting Kansas City. Obviously, he was signed to the second team. Um, we brought him to uh, preseason with us for, obviously, a, a reason. Um, performed incredibly well there but we've seen that with him with the second team as well and and as you know we're continuously trying to promote from within based on the fact that someone's ready or we think has the quality and potential and he for sure has those things and um i was incredibly uh impressed with the way that uh he performed uh during preseason and uh, I just like his mentality in the position. I also like his his uh, instincts as well. So he's in, he's uh, he's well deserving of, of the opportunity for sure. Hey Peter, you, you uh, in your opening statement there talked about mentality, and I know that's that's something you, you bring up a lot when it comes to this position that Cave plays in particular. Could you expand on that a little bit? What are some of the things from a mentality standpoint that you're really looking for from a player in that position? Yeah, I think one is you have to be tough. Um, I think you have to be brave in that position. Uh, you have to have good instincts um, of when to step in and, you know, be hard in the moment. Other moments you have to know when to lay the situation. Um, you know, you, you have to have a, a uh, really a person that has good decisions in that position because you're, you're the, you're, you're this, you're that, that backbone of the team. Um, and you have to be able to control the line. Um, I, I always tell players that I think that when they come into that position, it doesn't really matter what their personality is. When they take on that position, they have to understand that there are certain requirements come with it. And one is that you have to be, um, you don't have to be the captain, but you have to be in your own right, a leader. You have to be vocal because you see the entire field from your position. And so you have to be willing to um, embark uh, and, and provide that knowledge, that insight, that, that vision that you have. Um, you have to be able to impart that on the other players around you to help them. And so um, being vocal is a really important aspect. And I think that I, I've seen Cave do that with the academy. I've seen him at times do that with the second team. He's now going to have to get that confidence with the first team, but that comes with time. But he definitely has it in him. Uh, and then the other thing is that sometimes you got to be nasty in that position, and he has that as well. 
Um, I, I've always said that, you know, if a team's playing with two forwards and the better of the two forwards and you're one of the central defenders and they come and plant themselves in front of you, uh, you're probably not perceived as being the nasty of the two center for, central defenders that you have on your team. And so from my thing is you have to be, you have to be hard. You have to be tough, not dirty. I'm not, I'm not speaking about being dirty. I'm talking about being tough and hard and, and strong in the challenge, strong in the air, winning balls. I think you have to be that. And I think that Cave has qualities to continue to get better in that, in those areas. I think he's already good. Um, and I think he plays the position with the kind of intensity that, uh, and confidence that 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 I, I think the position should be played, uh, how the position should be played. Give us your thoughts on when uh, Peter or whoever actually came to you first and said that they wanted to sign you to the first team. Uh, yeah, I was very excited. Uh, Peter actually came up to me after a training session, and he was like, how does it sound to uh, get an offer? And I was just extremely uh, excited because I've been working really hard to get up to this point. And... Uh, I just feel like I'm just overcome with emotion at that point and happy for my family because they only want to see me succeed. Do you remember a time when all of a sudden you realized it wasn't just your dad that, that loved it, that you loved it too, you know, that uh, this was really a passion of yours? Yeah, I say around sixth or seventh grade when uh, I joined an academy back in North Carolina and I was like, oh, this is actually can be my career. And I mean... Getting paid to play soccer is the best job. All right, so there's a little bit of the press conference from Peter Vermees and Cave Rad. Carter, I know, again, you've watched him a lot at the USL level. Sounds like he's one of those guys, every year there's somebody in camp that really seems to turn some heads and, and get the coach's attention. Seems like that was Cave Rad this time in the preseason. Yeah, and, and, you know, people who watch SKC too, I think will all say this guy he gets better in every single game. And he really, at the end of 2019, kind of started making um, the, that position his. And since then, um, you know, he, he played in all 16 matches in 2024 SKC2. He led the team in minutes and passes. Um, you know, I, I really, I think it's impressing me how much uh, Kabe Rad gets better with every single game. And, you know, as a young center back, <laughs> You feel like he's still got a ways to go before he reaches his zenith. But um, so far, you, you have to like what you see. And, and for Peter Vermees to, to, to single him out, like you said, um, I think that speaks very highly of, of how much they rate him and, and got rewarded with the contract on Monday. And that brings the, the number to 11 Academy players, Allie, on, on Sporting KC's books this year. It's remarkable. I mean, just 40% about of the roster made up of homegrown players. And we knew that this was kind of coming. We saw, you know, that number increase each year over the last few seasons. But to see, uh, I think, the the product of such hard work that's been put in by Vermees and the Sporting KC Academy, I mean, just all the way down the line, they've really invested in this thing. And, and I think it's showing. And this season has the potential, I think, to be a really big one, not just for Sporting Kansas City, but MLS as a whole to show, hey, here's what a really successful and well-invested in academy system can produce and I know there are other great academies around around the league but Sporting Kansas City now leading MLS in 
number of first team homegrown players. So really excited to see how that translates this season in a season, again, like you said, where that depth is going to be called upon with the congested schedule. So I think it's a great opportunity and it sounds like a lot of these players, uh, Busio included in that, Shallowy, Jalen Lindsay, uh, who are who are ready to take on bigger roles or for some of the, the young guys who are on the roster, the first team roster for the first time, ready to, to kind of look to see, you know, what Busio and Shallowy and those guys did and, and do that as well, regardless of what their role on the team is. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Gianluca Busio, speaking of homegrowns, the new number 10 for Sporting KC, as we return, presented by Michelob Ultra. And the Sporting Kansas City Show continues on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810, WHB, and wherever you get your podcast or stream your video content. We appreciate having you as always for the first edition of the 2021 Sporting Kansas City Show. We decided to open up big time with our guest, Gianluca Busio. We're talking numbers. This is going to be like Sesame Street with the count. It's going to be all about number talk. Uh, I'm just kidding, but that obviously is a big story as well. Boos, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just start right there, man. Number 10, number 10. Everybody's talking about it. Can you take us through uh, what, from your perspective, what the conversation was like with Peter uh, when you made that, uh, that switch? Uh, yeah, well, I don't, I don't really go straight to Peter at the start. I think it started with, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Felipe Gutierrez was our 10. And then, uh, you know, was, they were figuring things out with him. And, you know, it was in the back of my head, you know, if he – he stays good, but if, you know, he leaves and, you know, I'm going to try to ask for number 10. And, and I was in the back of my head then, you know, once I, you know, got more news about that and, you know, I wasn't coming back, then that's when I kind of asked uh, Mike uh, Kitman, I asked him, I was like, you know, if it's possible that I can get number 10 or, you know, just threw it out to him, you know, you know subtly. And then, uh, and he said, yeah, I'll talk to Peter about it. So for, for a week or two, it was just those two talking. And then uh, obviously before the start of the season, you know, we have our player meetings and, you know, we were just talking about the season and, and, you know, our goals and expectations and everything. And then I think it was like the last sentence, he kind of threw it in there. And he's like, I heard you want a number 10. And, you know, I was like, yeah, and then it was, it was pretty simple. And it was just, it was like, all right, you can take it. And then obviously he had some, you know, things to say after that about what he expects and, and, uh, you know, the, obviously the, the, the stuff that has to happen as a 10 and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty quick, uh, conversation. I think, uh, he was, he was thinking about it a lot before, you know, even talking to me about it. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, uh, he asked me, I said, yeah, I wanted it. And, you know, I feel like I can, you know, handle it. So, uh, yeah. And he, and he was happy to give it to me. Okay. So boost, does it feel any different? Like any superpowers, like in the office, Michael <laughs> Scott had his genes, remember? And he was like, this might be for some people's head, but he like was a new, he kind of had this different persona when he has genes right? uh, with the leather pants on front. <laughs> you have any like, does it feel different wearing this number? Um, a little bit, I would say. I mean, I wouldn't, I haven't worn it yet. I mean, officially, I guess in preseason that counts, but uh, there's definitely a little more I don't know, I guess I can walk with a little more confidence now. Not, not you know, like big-headed or anything, but just the, you know, that you're the number 10. You know, that's a, it's a pretty pretty cool thing for me, especially, I guess, you know, it's just a number, but I know, you know, and some players won't think of it that much. But for me, that's that's one of my goals is just, you know, that number. It's my, you know, favorite number. And, you know, a lot of the the best players in the world and best players ever wore that number. So I, I, I walk with definitely a lot more confidence now. And, 
you know, just as, you know, in the academy, I wore number 10. And, you know, as a kid growing up, I'd always get number 10. And, uh, and now to do it, you know, at a professional level with a professional team, you know, that I've grown up with, it's, it's pretty special for sure. And, and it definitely feels, it feels good. I'm not going to say, you know, it gives me a, a you know, a, a better shot or anything, but uh, it definitely, you can, I can carry myself with a little more confidence now. And a pretty cool uh, thing in the off season where if fans wanted the new number, there was an, an offset of the price. And I know um, talking to the people at the office that there were quite a few fans that did want the new Lucio <laughs> 10. So I thought that was a, a pretty cool move, man. Um, what, what else did you, what else were you up to in, in the off season as, you know, this is the, the first show of our uh, new season. Um, what, what were you up to uh, in, in the off season? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, obviously I just went back home. Uh, I went back to North Carolina with the family. Uh, I think I just spent most of my time there, obviously with, with COVID and everything. I didn't, you know, just didn't travel as much. And, you know, I was just, uh, with the family, I haven't seen them for, for a while. And, you know, obviously it was, it was over Christmas and, you know, everybody was home. So uh, I just wanted to be back with them. Um, I don't think we did anything, anything big. I think uh, we just hung out at the house. And then I came back to Kansas probably uh, a couple, about a month before actual preseason started just to do my off season workouts. I feel like that, you know, I wasn't traveling and I had nothing big happening. So I might as well come back early and, and, and start, start, you know, really doing my off-season workouts and at the facility and with our, our trainers and everything. So uh came back a little early, uh, but uh, I got to see my family for about two or three months, and that was pretty much all I did throughout the, the off-season. We're visiting with Jean-Luc Abusio, and Abus, we, we uh, on the morning show that I that I co-host with even St. John, we've been having Graham Zussi on the show, and we were talking with him about the disappointment that the U23s had and not qualifying for the Olympics. And you, I'm sure you've heard by now, Peter Burmese brought it up at a Zoom call and said, I can't believe they didn't, they didn't bring Busio in. Uh, Graham told us, you know, look, Busio would have been exactly what that team needed. And, and one of the things he said was, you know, with some of the guys that maybe were kind of shying away from the responsibility of having the ball in, in crucial moments in that, in that tournament, Graham said, that's, that's, that's exactly what Boos could have brought to the table. You know, a guy that wants that responsibility. What was it like for you going through that whole process, watching it? I mean, I'm assuming you wanted to be there. What, what was going through your mind yeah. to happen to sit and watch all that? Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bittersweet feeling. I'm not going to say it was, you know, cool to watch them when I knew it could have been, you know, me there. And, and you know, I, it wasn't anything. They didn't, you know, they didn't, they just didn't invite me to the camp. So I think that obviously for any player, that's, that's kind of going to suck. And, and for me, that got, I wanted to get called up, you know, I was on the preliminary roster and, and, and then they just didn't call me up, which uh, obviously it, it hurts a little bit, but I'm not going to, you know, take it, take it personal or anything. You know, it's a, it was the coach's choice and then um, I'm, I'm going to take it in this season and hopefully, you know, prove that they made a mistake. And uh, yeah, but it, it was cool to watch just the, you know, some of the guys that I've been, you know, friends with and been playing with and playing against a lot. Um, just watching them play on that stage. It, it was pretty cool to watch them. And uh um yeah I was watching from the hotel and you know I watched every game and tuned in and you know obviously they they fell short which was just you know even though I didn't get called up it's, you know it's not something you want to see it's still your uh your 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 country and it's my my national team you know I want to see them succeed um so uh yeah for me it was just uh it was weird you know I didn't want to say that it, it was good watching them lose but uh you know I wanted to be there also and uh hopefully the the next Olympics you know I'll still be young enough to play for them or play for it so hopefully that'll be the the, the one we actually qualify for in, you know, uh, eight or so years. 
Goose, you mentioned maybe carrying that into this season as a bit of a motivation. Now that you kind of reset going into 2021 after all that you learned through 2020, what's your primary motivation this season in this role, wearing this new number? What does John Luca Busio want to achieve in 2021? Yeah, uh, I want. I mean, I want to you know prove that I'm I'm the actual number ten. You know, it's a it's a it's a big thing. Obviously, the best players in the world wear wear number ten, and and that's uh, something that I want to you know wear the number. It's one thing to have it, and you know, just still be the same player. But I really want to be the you know, the star, kind of the, the guy. And then with the number 10, you know, that comes with, uh, you know, scoring goals and getting assists. And, and I've always said that I've wanted to do that. And, uh, you know, now this year it's even more. I want to, you know, be in there with the, you know, the high scores and the most assists in the league, stuff like that, you know. And and that's what, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to work towards and uh, hopefully do in the end. And, and I think I can. I think I have the ability and also the, the team to do it with. I think uh, – the coaches believe in me a lot and they have a lot of trust in me, but also my teammates. So uh, I think you put that all together and, you know, it can really in the end be a really special thing to see you for me. You guys have been down in Arizona, just got back. Um, how has the, how was the preseason down in Arizona? How long were you guys down there and everything? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was good. We, we just got back. We've been there for, we were there for uh, about a month and uh, yeah, it was really good. Obviously, uh, it's always tough coming into preseason and, you know, it's uh, seeing where everybody's fitness level and uh, is at and everything. So uh, the first couple of weeks were, they were difficult, I would say, uh, obviously with the, uh, we did a lot of tests, a lot of running and, you know, trains were really hard, but, you know, in the end, uh, each, each week and each game, you could see that we were getting more fit. We were, you know, starting to play, play with each other, especially some of the new guys. And we really started to gel into more of a team. And, and that's what happens with preseason. You know, after a while, you guys, you know, start to gel together. But uh, I think it was really, really, really good uh, month there. I think we, we worked on a lot of things. And, you know, we have two more weeks to prepare now for, for uh, New York. And um, I think uh, we all came prepared and ready for preseason. And it was a really, really good, uh, good month there. We're visiting with Jean-Luca Busio. So, so Boost, the, the goal you scored on Saturday, we called that game from back here. Uh, left-footed? I mean, is that going to be a, a regular part of the repertoire now? Is it, I don't know. I, I, I think I remember you taking a couple of left-footed shots last year that that had something on it, but maybe just didn't quite find the target. How is this going to be a regular feature of the Busio show this year? I, I hope so. I mean, it's it's something that I, I feel I've, I've really improved on this year. I don't want to, you know, give too much away to the defenders, you know, catch them by surprise, but uh you know, it's also a thing if, you know, like I said, I want to score goals and, and get assists and, you know, you can't always do that with your strong foot. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a good thing to have in the locker. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm, you know, just as strong with my uh, left as my right, but, you know, if, if they're taking away my right foot, then, you know, I, I think I feel comfortable going on my left now and, you know, it, it showed, hopefully I can score more like that. And, you know, if it's they're easier ones than that, then I'll take it too. But uh, I definitely feel like I've, I've improved on my left foot during the off season. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'll, I'll be using it sometimes now that I can, you know, go both ways. And, you know, if they take away my left, go to my right, take away my right, go to the left. You know, that's something that I just want to be versatile with. And I think it'll help me score a lot of goals. Okay, so Boost, you might not want to give away all the tricks that you've got in the bag for 2021. So let's talk about the team. For those who haven't gotten to watch a lot of preseason so far, what's the biggest difference to you between last year's squad and this year's squad, especially with the addition of a lot of these younger players? I mean, 11 homegrowns on this roster. Yeah, uh, I think we, uh, I think it's a, we're, I think every year we have a very 
tight knit group. And I think this year uh, it, was, it was really easy for the new guys to to come in and already be become you know real teammates with each other. And uh, I think they they bring uh, some new new quality. Some uh, you know a lot of the guys have been playing in, in big leagues like Remy and Izzy. They've all been you know coming from a really big league, and you can tell even just from training that their technical ability is you know better than anything that yeah, I've seen. So uh, uh, they definitely bring that to the table. They bring the quality that's, that's needed and that can really excel in this, in this league. But uh, they're also, they're also hard workers. And I think everybody on the team is so uh, that that's good. And I think um, just, we have, we have a lot of players who have been here for a while, uh, a good group of, of guys who uh, a core group of guys who have been here and know, you know, know the values and everything like that and, and bringing a couple of new guys, they, they blend right in and it's, it's easy for them because they have, you know, guys who can, you know, teach them away a little bit about uh, Kansas and, and, and how we play and stuff like that. So I think uh, it's really coming together well. And I think they're going to, the new guys are really going to show, you know, what they're, what they're worth. To get a little bit of a scouting report on those guys, how are they like in the locker room, uh, especially Remy and, and EC, the French connection coming in? Yeah. Uh, no, Remy's, uh, I, I think he's, he's been longer. He's been all, all of preseason. So I, we've gotten closer with him and he, and he's funny. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's, a he's a cool dude and, you know, he's always around us and, you know, he's not alone to himself. He tries to, you know, talk to us and, and get with everybody, not just, you know, just one guy or anything that, you know, he's, he's talking to everybody and, you know, he's really trying to, you know, bring us together and it, and it shows and you know he has a good personality and he's, he's hard working and you know he just wants the the best for himself and for everything and you know he's a he's a funny guy also even though you know his English may not be the best but uh he's, he's definitely a funny guy and uh Izzy I think uh I think he's also the same he's a very you know upbeat energetic person and and uh I mean obviously it's been it's early and you know it's been a week or two but you know, from talking to him from, you know, the first couple of days I met him, he was, you know, always happy. He seemed like he was happy to be here and smiling. So uh, I think he'll be a, a really good addition. And, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get to know him a little more. Okay. And, and Ali also touched on all these, these homegrowns that have signed within the past year. And a lot of them are very similar ages to you, may, maybe a year older or two. But um, you've obviously been with the first team for a few years. I'm curious, how well did you already know these guys? And how are you able to help them maybe assimilate to the to the first team dressing room? Yeah, uh, obviously, I think um, coming from the academy, we all kind of know of each other. Uh, we're all even if we're you know a year difference or you know even more. I think there's always the you know the the best the better players will always end up playing together because you know they always play up and stuff like that. So you know all the homegrowns I've heard of one or even played with before they even signed or you know they played with me before I signed. Uh, so I think that's. Uh, you know, I was kind of seeing your friend just just uh, sign homegrown, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I think I I think me guys like me, Jalen, Daniel, you know, the homegrowns who have been, you know, playing for a while. You know, this is their third or fourth year, and you know, been on the field and you know, starting games a lot. I think this uh, it makes it um, really easy for the new guys or the new homegrowns coming in to see that you know this is the next step is is playing playing games consistently and getting on the field. And uh, it's one thing to sign, and then the next step they can see that it's a uh, you know, guys who are starting every game. And, and it, it makes it very noticeable that that's the pathway uh, towards it. Obviously, some of them came from a SWOT or SKC2, and uh, that was one step. And now the next step is signing and then getting on the field. So uh, 
I think I, especially me, I've been, you know, it's my third or fourth year or fourth year. So uh, I think I can, you know, help them, you know, it's, it's difficult times your first couple of years when you're not playing as much, but uh, I think seeing uh, more homegrowns play and sign that it makes it a lot easier. And we have more of a, a group now. Because Gen Z is just taking over this locker room. I mean, the ratio of millennials to Gen Z has got to be very disproportionate. <laughs> Are you guys teaching the veterans any TikTok dances? Like, what's the locker room like now with all of all the young blood? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot younger. I think uh, the the older guys are definitely kind of getting getting used to us now. They're they're uh, they're more open to you know being with us and and, and trying to joke around with us. So I think uh, we've definitely put some youth in the locker room and you know update updated them on the trends and everything. So uh, they they're all I mean they're all you know funny and jokesters. All the, all the older guys, so they all have that little that little kid in them also, and they can relate to us. So it's not like there's a, a big gap. We all kind of you know, meet in the middle and, you know, they take, teach us things, uh, more, you know, responsibility things and obviously more serious things. And, you know, we'll be the ones to, you know, kind of lighten the mood and joke around. So, uh, it's a, it's a really good mix. Um, well, Boots, we're about ready to start the season here. And I mean, Nate and I were just talking, you know, don't have to get the, the overcoats out like we usually do at the beginning of the year due to the delay, but looking at this schedule, two games to open up that are really tasty for uh, us watching. I mean, first at Red Bulls, which uh, one of the best stadiums, uh, one of us patches of grass out there. And then home opener against Orlando, national TV. Um, I guess uh, what, uh, what excites you about maybe these first two games in, in general? And then is there anything else that's uh, really exciting to get back on the pitch in 2021? Uh, yeah, I think. Obviously, the home opener or the season opener is always a it's an intense game. And, you know, it's the, the first game, all your kind of preseason jitters and all that. It's all just kind of built up for this one game. That's what you're working towards. So I think uh, uh, New York will be a really, really fun game. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can come out on top. But uh, this is everything we're working towards is towards that first game. So uh, I think we're, we'll be ready for it. And especially it's in it's in New York. It's in you know, one of the nicest stadiums in the league. So uh, I, I've never played there also. So I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, this is my first time there playing. So uh, I'm really, really excited for that game. And then uh, obviously the home opener, I think every year our home openers are, uh, you know, and there, there's a lot of fans and I don't know about this year with uh, COVID and everything, but uh, it's always just a different energy and atmosphere when uh, it's the home opener. Everybody's just excited to get back on the, the home field, you know, get to drive in and everything. So it's, it's just a good, uh, good atmosphere to be in. And, you know, that's something to look forward to. And uh, yeah, I think uh, this year it's, we have a, a lot of interesting games and uh, a lot of traveling still, even with, uh, you know, COVID and everything, but we, we, we have some nice, nice trips and, you know, I'm looking forward to playing some teams that I haven't before and playing in teams or in stadiums that you know, I've never played in. Kind of nice just to have a whole schedule, right? Like you didn't oh, yeah. <laughs> really have that at any point last year. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that was definitely good. And they released the full schedule, you know, not waiting every week to see you were playing on Sunday or anything. So uh, that would be good. So, so my last question for you, Boosa, uh, you, you mentioned the old guys teaching you responsibility things. It's been a pleasure for us to watch you as a as a kid who had to you know, get get picked up and taken to practice. To like, you know, you're getting closer and closer to a full grown man every day. Um, what's something like a mundane? You're not you're not like the progressive auto commercial guys like us yet where you find yourself actually acting like your parents. But is there anything that that you've learned over the last year or two that you're like, man, I can't believe I'm already filling the blank, doing my own laundry. Or <laughs> is there anything oh, yeah. that you've learned how to do uh, in the past year? 
Uh, well, I think all, I think all of that really, because uh, you know, I moved into my own place, and you know, when I turned eighteen, so I, was, I think last year, you know, everybody was talking about you know all their their house problems and stuff like that and they got to go mow the lawn and you know I'm kind of living with the host family still so you know I'm just like all right that's cool for you guys but I get to go home and you know do nothing and you know my host family worries about that but I think when I turned 18 then I you know I got a you know got an apartment and everything so I I moved out actually then I kind of started to realize well I you know they they got to rush home after practice and you know they got actual responsibilities to take care of and you know I didn't really I didn't put that together until you know I had to come home and you know meet the guy to fix the, the ceiling or something like that so uh, I, I definitely am in coming getting used to that still and uh, something that I didn't think would, would be coming so soon or that I'd have to worry about but uh, yeah I can definitely understand why you know they they uh, can complain a lot about having to get home and stuff like that. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you're making the right step because when you rent, though, you still at least have somebody else that has to fix that stuff, you know, yeah. then you buy a house and it's all on you. You don't, you know, just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Hey, submitting a maintenance request, like let's not, <laughs> not easy. Okay. <laughs> My wife submits the maintenance request to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> I don't know how to fix any of that stuff, so I had to find somebody else. Uh, hey, Boost, it's great catching up with you, man. We're really excited, yeah. you know, about everything in store for you this this season. And uh, best of luck on the on the season opener. And hopefully, we'll get to talk to you again real soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, thanks for having me. Ian. All right, that is Gianluca Busio, and this segment's been brought to you by the number ten. Back after this on Sports Radio A10 WHB. We're back to wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show. Nate Bucati, along with Carter Augustine and Ali Trost, were presented by Michelob Ultra. And we just got done with another great conversation with Jean-Luc Cabusio, guys. And, and, and I mentioned this. Graham Zussi told us last week on our morning show that Busio, what did he say? Taking it up three or four notches, I think he said. Um, I have know. a quote right in front of me. I wrote okay. it down. But, yeah, I mean, he was just going on and on about him and said that he's – a guy who's not shrinking away from the pressure. I don't know. I can't find the, the notches, but I mean. I can't remember if it was two or three or three or four, but it was several notches he's taken, not just one notch, no. Carter. He said three notches. or four. So it, we have the potential to see three, potentially four notches of John Luca Busio up in the game. And, you know, not to get too carried away from a preseason game, uh, but I thought that game against the Galaxy, the one thing that stood out to me was John Luca Busio and not just the goal that he scored, but, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going back tonight and, and watching the tape, but I, I just, I, I don't think he hardly put a foot wrong in the game. It, it's just, and that's, I think what you want to see in preseason games, right? Um, there was a little bit of, it's the end of preseason for sporting. They're going to leave after the game. And so there's like a little bit of that throughout the game, but he himself, I thought was superb and he finished it off with a goal, um, but he set up several attacks that the one pass, uh, around a defender into Kyrie Shelton was you want to see some more of that this year so um, I was I don't know about you guys but I was I was really pleased um, with with how he performed in that preseason game yeah the obvious thing to say is the goal because that was the only goal of the game and it was 
it was one to keep watching. Yeah. But I, I agree with you that it was more than that. It was um, it was the way he the way he played the game. He can you know he made himself a part of the game, and I think that is one of the responsibilities for him. Right? Is is um, when you're wearing that number ten, you can't have those games where oh the game's just not coming to me. He's got to go find the game. Um, every time out and he looked like he was intent on doing that that's what Zeus he told us too Allie which when, when guys like Graham Zeus here are handing out that type of praise I don't I don't think you take that very lightly no not at all and, and I think it's a credit to Busio who really it was last season I mean in 2019 he also I think got some more meaningful minutes and, and meaningful game appearances but it was really that last season where he was called upon to fill in in different roles and and test his you know versatility and all these things and he really did rise to the occasion and you know he said it time and time again he learned so much from that last season and, and I think for the veterans to see the way that he approached 2020 and now you know the confidence that he's shown in, in wanting to wear the number 10 and wanting to be that playmaker you want to see that as a veteran and a, and a young player and someone like John Luca Busio who has the talent we've heard Peter Vermees say it a million times he's got the talent he's got the skill and sometimes it's just some of those missing pieces like coming in and, and embracing that the confidence that's needed to, to really execute at a high level. And I, it's going to be a really exciting season. I know he was just talking about, you know, the, the working on the left foot shooting and not wanting to get too into some of the, the tricks he might have up his sleeve for 2021. But, you know, in addition to seeing him create on the field, I'm looking forward to seeing him take more chances because he's got a lethal, a lethal strike from distance and has, you know, really proven to catch keepers off guard with, you know, just his rocket shot, just, you know, unsuspecting um, from, from distance. So I'm looking forward to see John Luca Busio create a lot and assist, you know, set a lot of stuff up, but then also, you know, take those chances. And it'll be really fun to watch too with, you know, Alan Polito and how he likes to play as that false nine. I'm really interested to see the combination and how both of them can create and then, you know, maybe even uh, create for one another as well. So I think it's going to be a really fun, fun season, especially seeing hopefully more of the two of them together. Okay, so that's going to be all of our time for today. Uh, we have the full schedule out too. So next week, by the way, going to be a big anniversary show. So I'll tease you a little bit with that because uh, it's, it's, it's going to mark a, a massive anniversary in the history of the club when we're back with you a week from today. And we'll also break down that schedule and some things we're looking at. Uh, we're just excited to have a full schedule and feel optimistic that we're going to play this whole thing um, and hopefully more and more fans in the stands as the season goes on. So with that, for Carter Augustine, for Ali Trost, this is Nate Bucati saying thanks for watching. Also, thanks to Jean-Luc Cabusio for joining us. And thanks for watching and listening to the show. We'll see you next week right here again on the Sporting Kansas City Show.